Good morning. Welcome to Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. I'm Caitlin, the host for Good Health. We have an informative show planned for you this morning with insight from Courtney Steeples. She's Good Shepherd's Diabetes and Nutrition Center Manager, and she's going to be talking about all things diabetes and prevention. Courtney, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Caitlin. I'm pleased to be here today and excited to tell you more about uh, the Good Shepherd Diabetes and Nutrition Center. Excellent. So tell us about your role at Good Shepherd and how many years have you been working in healthcare? In my current role as manager for the department, I'm responsible for planning, implementing, and evaluating the delivery of our diabetes and education provided to patients, staff, and the community. Um, and I'm actually celebrating about 10 years of working in healthcare this year. Awesome. That's quite a lot of experience you bring to the table. So where did you attend college and what are your credentials? I attended college at Kansas State University, where I received degrees in human nutrition, dietetics, and kinesiology. To become a registered dietitian, I completed an internship also through Kansas State, requiring over 1,200 hours of supervised practice in a variety of patient care and management settings. And then I passed the national exam to receive my registered dietitian credentials. Throughout my career, I've obtained certificates of training in adult and pediatric weight management and most recently achieved credentials for Certified Diabetes Care and Education Specialist. Wow. That's a lot of education background. Why did you choose this field of medicine? Um, I always have wanted to work in healthcare, um, but I chose nutrition specifically because um, when we're looking at chronic disease treatment and prevention, nutrition is often at the root, and that's kind of the place I wanted to be, just to help people live healthier and, and happier lives. So what does Good Shepherd's Diabetes and Nutrition Center do for our patients? Our center maintains uh, recognition by the American Diabetes Association to provide comprehensive diabetes education for all individuals with diabetes. Uh, We accept patients with all types of diabetes, so providing education and support in all the aspects of diabetes self-management, such as meal planning, exercise, blood sugar monitoring, even medication management, um, some healthy coping strategies, and reducing risks for diabetes complications. Although we specialize in diabetes, uh, we also provide medical nutrition therapy for a variety of health concerns, such as prediabetes, heart disease, weight management, digestive issues, kidney disease, and that's just to name a few. So does a patient have to have a diagnosis before they can see you? Not necessarily. Anyone with a nutrition concern or curiosity can come see the dietitians at our center. Excellent. So tell us about the team at the Diabetes Nutrition Center. Our team consists of registered dietitians with a variety of specializations. Um, We have a couple dietitians who specialize in nutrition diagnostics. And then, of course, the diabetes care and education specialty as well. As registered dietitians, we are experts in the use of food and nutrition to promote health and manage disease. And as diabetes care and education specialists, we have comprehensive knowledge and experience in managing all types of diabetes. So how many on the team there? There are currently three full-time registered dietitians. Awesome. And where is the center located? 
We're located on the Good Shepherd campus in the medical plaza in the lower level next to cardiac rehab. All right. And how do patients get in touch with the team? Um, You can call or email us directly. Details about our services and contact information um, are located on the Good Shepherd website. And I understand November is National Diabetes Awareness Month. Why is it important to bring more awareness to this disease? Diabetes is quite prevalent. It's estimated that one in 10 people are currently living with diabetes and close to half of those don't even know they have it. Knowing your risk and what to do is important to support prevention, early diagnosis, and timely treatment. And so what, what can a patient expect when they seek care with the team? At our Diabetes and Nutrition Center, the top priority for us is to meet you exactly where you're at in your health journey. We will start by taking time to get to know you, your lifestyle, and any medical conditions or diagnoses that you currently have, and the health goals that are most important to you. So our dietitians and educators not only educate on food and nutrition, we also help to make real and lasting changes so you can meet your health goals. So, Courtney, what is the first step in the patient's healthcare journey with your team? Um, we work based on referrals from your healthcare provider. So, the first step would be to speak to your doctor about different um, conditions or nutrition concerns or health concerns that a registered dietitian might be able to support. Um, Once that conversation happens, the physician can send a referral directly to our center where we um, internally review those referrals, um, each one by hand, to ensure that each patient is matched with a dietitian that matches their, their specific concern. Once that match happens, we reach out to patients to schedule initial visits. Once the patient has their initial visit scheduled, they come in, and this is kind of where it all begins. We um, evaluate the referral with the patient, so all of the background information and what they're hoping to achieve through seeing us. It's not necessarily a concrete plan where there's a specific number of visits that you must complete in order to reach your health goals, um, but kind of a um, help as needed along the way until the patient feels that their goals have been met. And so this relationship could be a long-term plan or a short-term plan. And and does the patient have to have a referral? I know you mentioned that. Can Mm -hmm. Can they get in without... Um, We do require referrals for specific diagnoses like diabetes and chronic kidney disease. However, with nutrition services, we don't always require a a referral from a physician. We can begin with a self-referral from the patient. If the condition is more complex, we may ask for a referral from a physician just to open those lines of communication for more well-rounded treatment. So... I think the takeaway there is go ahead and call. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what are the costs and, and does insurance cover any of these services? We do bill insurance for um, all types of diabetes as well as stages of chronic kidney disease and we do accept all insurances. 
Um, for the nutrition-related concerns, we do, I, we do not bill insurance. Good Shepherd generously covers 90% of the cost for these nutrition visits, meaning patients only pay 5 to $10 co-pays for each 30 to 60-minute visit with a registered dietitian. Wow. Good Shepherd is covering 90% of that cost. Um, is that a pretty common thing at hospitals with these kinds of programs? In my experience, it is not common at all. This is a very unique opportunity for our community that I really hope more people will take advantage of. And, and what would one 30-minute um, appointment cost, would you say? Typically, nutrition visits with registered dietitians can cost anywhere from 120 to 160 maybe more. Uh, dollars per hour. Um, In what departments or service lines does Diabetes and Nutrition Center occasionally or regularly work with to help our patients? Um, Some lesser known um, service lines that we often work with is uh, Caravan Transportation. Um, We utilize these services to help our patients get to and from their appointments. Um, We also provide on-site language interpretation, so offering a wide array of languages. In-person and virtual certified interpreters are available. Excellent. And let's get into um, what a patient or community member should be looking for before they seek care. So what are the key signs and symptoms they should be watching out for? Some common warning signs and symptoms of diabetes specifically include blurry vision, excessive thirst, unintentional weight loss, frequent urination, lack of energy, slow healing wounds, frequent infections, tingling or numbness in hands and feet. So you can tell there's a lot of signs and symptoms. However, it is important to know that these can be very mild or even absent in many people with diabetes. Wow. And, and let's say someone, you know, says to themselves, I'm, I'm going to give it a few days. Is there any period of time where they should say, you know, I need to get in right now because this has been going on for so many days? What would you say that is? I would say that sooner is better than later, um, just because diabetes is a progressive chronic condition. And so the longer we put off some of these warning signs and symptoms, the more severe and maybe challenging it could be to treat in the long run. Makes sense. So what are the different types of diabetes? Um, There's three main types of diabetes, um, type 1, type 2, and gestational diabetes. Um, So in type 1 diabetes, this means that the pancreas is not making insulin because the body's immune system has attacked the cells of the pancreas that do make that insulin. In type 2 diabetes, the pancreas continues to make insulin, but just less than what it used to, and your body becomes resistant to the insulin that it is making. Gestational diabetes occurs during pregnancy, and like other types of diabetes, it affects how our body uses insulin to process sugar. So I imagine there are many um, types of treatment plans out there, um, and then the work that your team is, is doing. Can you describe some of those treatments for diabetes? Uh, Lifestyle changes are absolutely first and foremost in the treatment of diabetes, no matter which type. 
Lifestyle factors such as diet, exercise, sleep, and stress all have an impact on how our body processes sugar. By addressing these and some other lifestyle factors, we can minimize, not always eliminate, the need for medications and insulin to support treatment. And um, can diabetes be hereditary? Yes, there are genetic components that can predispose individuals to developing type 1 or type 2 diabetes. There may be stronger hereditary links in the autoimmune-related diabetes, such as type 1, whereas type 2 is more associated with lifestyle factors. Okay, so let's say um, an individual is aware that they're predispositioned you know, for this um, what are the typical preventative methods folks should consider doing to uh, minimize or avoid this? Yeah, I think it's important to understand the risk factors and then evaluating if you have those risk factors. So risk factors for developing diabetes include family history, excessive weight, um, unbalanced eating habits, lack of physical activity, age, and ethnicity. And as you can tell, some of these risk factors are modifiable while others are not. Um, so focusing on the modifiable ones is the first step. If a person has any of these risk factors, I would encourage them to reach out to their doctor to get screened for diabetes as well as work with a dietitian who can help with the modifiable areas such as healthier eating habits, which is a great first step. Absolutely. How does Good Shepherd and our medical staff help patients fighting this disease? Our team maintains open lines of communication with the other patient care clinics at Good Shepherd, so this helps to ensure that patients are receiving an interdisciplinary approach to their treatment as well as provide whole person care. So Courtney, what's a great example of a patient success story your team helped with? Um, it's, it's hard to pick out a, a singular um, example. However, I do know that when patients um, start to see us as a part of their diabetes management team, we can typically get their blood sugar targets and goal in a much quicker time. And that's mostly because you know, it is difficult to get into your doctor's office in a timely manner sometimes. You know, maybe you're waiting a month or two months or three months between visits. We can fill in those gaps and we can help support those lifestyle changes on a regular basis, ongoing basis to help patients really bring down their blood sugar numbers um, in order to really achieve those goals that they're after. So some surprising things I've, I've recently read about diabetes, one of them is um, that half of all those with diabetes are underdiagnosed. What does that mean? Um, that means that um, half of the one in 10 people with diabetes may not know that they're diagnosed because they may not have obvious signs or symptoms. Um, so that's why it's important to really understand your risk factors so that you can have that discussion with your doctor to see if screening is right for you. Because um, I have definitely seen it time and time again that a diagnosis of diabetes presents itself and it was a complete shock because there were no 
obvious physical signs of, of diabetes. So tell us about this screening. What all does that entail? Um, screening entails um, basically different forms of blood sugar checking. So um, maybe you have an A1C done, a hemoglobin A1C. Um, maybe you have some random blood sugar numbers checked or fasting blood sugars checked um, or even an oral glucose tolerance test. And we can use those results in a combination of ways to determine if a diagnosis is warranted. So tell me, is that screening kind of standard protocol uh, for an individual that visits a primary care doctor every year? Not necessarily. Um, to my knowledge, there is not a standard um, reason to, let's say, have a screening for diabetes. Um, but like, um, you know, you reach a certain age and maybe you get a colonoscopy or a mammogram or that's very standard. Um, there is, there is not an established standard for diabetes. Okay. And when you say a certain age, what, what age might that be? Um, that someone should consider getting this screening done if they have any suspicions. Um, so according to the American Diabetes Association, all patients should be screened for diabetes at three-year intervals uh, beginning at age 45, especially those who are overweight or obese, or if multiple risk factors are already present, then screening might be done at an earlier age or more frequently. So Courtney, what are some of the other um, services that your team helps with at the Diabetes and Nutrition Center? Aside from providing individual one-on-one -on -one sessions with dietitians, individual appointments, we also offer um, group classes for diabetes, which can be really helpful to kind of have that, that team experience in managing diabetes. Um, and those are ongoing. We, we run those classes um, every month. And um, another option for people maybe without diabetes could be our ACT program. ACT stands for Achieve, Conquer, Thrive, and it is an eight-week healthy lifestyle program where we spend eight weeks together one day a week, and we just really take a deep dive into nutrition and implementation and how it's important and, and all of the factors. And there's a couple of cooking demonstrations that are built into that program as well because um, we all have questions about what do I feed my family, how do I cook for two, um, and those kinds of things. Anybody can join this ACT class, and um, if, if someone wants to get involved in the diabetes group session, they would just call. Yes. And what's the number? Yes, our number is 541-667-3517, and that gets you directly to our department. Okay. Courtney, it's been such a pleasure uh, having you on the show today. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with our community? Um, just that whether you're managing a medical diagnosis or eager to improve your overall kind of health and well-being or quality of life, or simply just curious to learn more about healthy eating, our team at Good Shepherd Diabetes and Nutrition Center is available to help with those questions. And don't forget, November is National Diabetes Month, which is what Courtney and her team are hoping to bring more awareness to. 
Um, again, this is Good Health, and we invite you to visit our website for more information at www.gshealth.org or our Facebook page where we will post a podcast of today's interview with Courtney very soon. Thank you, Courtney, again for being with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being here today, and thank you for having me. This is Good Health, brought to you by Good Shepherd Healthcare System in the KOHU studio. Thank you for joining us, and be well.